0: Craft Beer Radio episode four hundred seventy-eight on October sixth, twenty eighteen.
1: Craft Beer Radio is back. What is it? Four eighty? Did we say the episode number? Four seventy-eight. Four seventy-eight. No, that was last time. Four seventy. Four seventy-nine.
0: I thought I just post. Or yeah, I guess 479. Four
1: seventy-nine. Hey, everybody! It's four seventy-nine. <laughs> They're all the same at this point. <laughs> it just bleeds into each other. But this one is special. This one's Aww. different. We have guests. Yes, yeah, so we have John and
0: Cindy. Long t- John's a long-time listener of the show. I'm not sure if Cindy's ever listened. Have you listened to the show? I yeah. have. Awesome. Have you been forced to listen or have you- <laughs> <laughs> Originally, like that.
2: yes, but over time, we'll we hold. grew on you. That's wow. Good.
0: And uh, we—they live in the DC area, so we've met them several times at Saver. One time, John was got our kind of ride along to help make sure the
1: recordings were a
0: uh, couple times a couple, couple times. times you really
3: hooked me out and I, i'm i'm sad that the era of free glassware is over yeah
1: that was that was always good and <laughs> yeah. uh and you know also just the the amazing stuff at Taver. but they don't do the the um the stuff that we record anymore the sessions it's, so. a,
3: it's a shame it's a yeah. shame
1: all right, so, Jeff, we have in front of us six beers, mostly in bottles. Which lots, is... of, lots of Belgian
0: styles, and several sours, yeah, only one hoppy beer tonight.
1: This is the first time we have a wine expert on the show, so this is exciting just personally for me. So it's good to have you, Cindy.
2: I'm glad to be here. Uh, John, you're okay.
1: I appreciate that.
3: You better watch out. John's not afraid to Twitter shame. Uh, I, don't even, I don't
1: even have Twitter anymore, so it doesn't matter. Hey, I don't have
3: Facebook because I'm locked out because I won't. I won't verify my identity with them. <laughs> you need said, to listen
2: to the, the podcast.
3: That's right. Yeah. Then they'll know. Right, then right, right. they'll know you're being said, honest. They said, "You know, send us a copy of your credit card or your bank statement or <laughs> oh, your geez. or your W two or your." Uh, <laughs> Mr. An MRI would work. Yeah, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is from so, Cellar West. I forget Was this? Uh, this was sent to us by the brewery, right? Yes. Uh, this is Westfield. Uh,
2: and where is Cellar West?
1: They are in Colorado, um, Boulder. Boulder. Yes, I thought it was near Denver, but I wasn't exactly sure. 6.2% occupied volume, 18 IBU. They say on this it has uh, wild East culture, wheat, rye, oats. Um, lightly dry hopped with peco hops. Not too familiar. I think I've had peco before, but I'm not too familiar. With yeah, them. I'm not sure what their characteristics are. Uh, dry hopped with hops. You had a story. I did, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, it is uh, fermented and aged in aged oak barrels for several months with their wild culture. Don't know whether it's saccharomyces or bread or something else mm. as well.
0: Yep. So the beer pours a moderate kind of wheaty haze. It has a very fine head.
1: It fell down pretty fast. It's
3: great nose.
1: Hmm. Pecco is... Uh, a new variety that apparently is uh, a floral and mint with a little bit of melon mm. and pineapple. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, I can see that. There's a vinous quality too, a little bit of a of like a you know, a wine note.
2: I would agree with I think, that. I think it
1: might be that it comes from the oak. Mm-hmm. Do you think? It's possible. I don't know what you know what kind of oak it was.
2: And you don't know if it was oak that had, like, new oak or old oak or anything like that?
1: Uh, I don't, unfortunately. They don't tell me. They just just say age in oak oak barrels, but they don't tell me whether it's new or old. My guess is just from the aroma itself, they smell kind of new. Hmm. Okay.
3: So the the economics of oak barrels are very interesting. We once were investors in an oak barrel for okay. for wine. This might be a post show topic, but <laughs> but but it's interesting that they so they reuse a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they they shift okay. from uh, a lot of liquor uh, into the into beer and right. other
1: stuff. Normally, if, if it were an, you know an, uh, not fresh oak, I would smell more. I don't know, I would get some more like charred aspects or something. You
2: get toast yeah, totally and
1: toasty, toast. yeah. I'm not getting that here, just in the, I haven't tasted it yet, so yeah. I would
0: expect a little bit more harshness if it was fresh American oak or something like that, a little more right. resininess to
3: it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's different char, there's different char levels, right. so it, it's difficult to know.
0: Uh, and the aroma on this one, I mean, it's really. Mm. Hard to pick something specific out, right? You're kinda getting a little bit of that oakiness kind not really Chardonnay though, more but it I don't know, it reminds me of kind of a white wine oak barrel. So maybe that's if I was I guess picking where the barrel so came from. I here's a picture go there. of their
1: barrels. I guess in are they're, they're not white. They're probably been used in some fashion. Just uh, I don't know which barrels these are, <laughs> but just a picture of them racked up. They look to be at least have been used before. Uh, so they're not
3: virgin oak that's going by one barrel one barrel you know they they could be blending with different ages and
0: yeah so from moving on to the flavor of this one has a um, Mm -hmm. nice mix where you kind of get sorry the wild
1: east is predominant predominant
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh you get a lot of wheat I think you said there's rye in here too there's a little bit of spiciness Mm -hmm. um kind of hitting my, like the tip of my tongue uh from that. The hops are pretty strong in here. I'm getting this um pear orange type thing. And then yeah. it kind of finishes pretty dry and you're getting a little bit of a little honeydew. Yeah, yeah, honeydew. And then I'm getting a little dustiness at the end. Not quite leathery, but
1: um you know kind of a dry dusty finish to it. The oak is is there, um, kind of goes away by the finish, but it does finish kind of dry, like you say. A um, little
3: very, more lemony at the end now. Yeah, it's, it's very, kind of almost like a candy lemon. Yeah, very drying at the end. I, it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting. I, I got I got a really strong uh, aroma of pineapple after okay. after taking the first sip, but really came out. I mean, I know that you just read that and annoyed me that I hadn't figured that out. but <laughs> Very. I like Poking. how
0: the um, I like how bright the hops are in here, but they're not like overpowering. Right. Um, it's not. It doesn't feel like a hoppy. Season. Right, but you're getting these bright fruity flavors from the hops, and is pairing really well with the rest of the beer.
2: This tastes to me something that would. I'm trying to think, I, I can't articulate, unfortunately, but it tastes like a very good beer f- to pair with food lighter mm-hmm. foods yeah um, fish you know, some, salads, something along those lines right. some some beers are kind of pretty much of cudgels and so you know yeah. they need to be drank by themselves in a certain environment this is a very food friendly beer to me
0: I and, agree. and i like
2: that but i i don't get it it's not a very long finish mm-hmm. it's kind of quick yeah so some beers are much longer finished to me
1: definitely uh this, yeah, I would say something light because you wouldn't want to go with anything like greasy or, or strongly flavored that would overpower this beer. So you want to pair it with like a white fish.
3: You could sushi. have this with a white pizza. Yeah, it would go really sushi. well with sushi. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we do like to have a, a, some sort of uh, mm-hmm. like a Belgian beer with sushi. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that working.
3: I, I would do this with white pizza, I would do this with uh...
1: clams,
2: but not something acidic. Like like white pizza, not tomato sauce
3: pizza. No, that's not n- normally on white pizza, but...
2: That, that's my point. Right, right. Like white no. pizza right, doesn't yeah. have tomato sauce, it's not acidic. Right. A regular pizza, mm-hmm. you
3: know. Yeah. yeah, so actually, you know, the, the, the lemon... So I wonder if you have fish with lemon... Uh, whether this would not work well, although it, it does have a that melony lemon, it's almost like a lemon melon. Whatever mm-hmm. that. I would think be. it would
1: work in tandem, and actually be it would actually work well. Um, I think uh, sometimes with beer, you're not necessarily going for contrast; you are going for similarities and flavors. And I think this would work with something a little acidic, as long as it wasn't like overtly acidic, like going towards vinegary.
3: Yeah, not with a balsamic salad; that would not work. I don't think. No. I think think it's very drinkable. Uh, I I I, would drink a lot. I would drink this. This is a really good beer. I would not turn this away. This is a very
2: good beer. Saison's are not my favorite, but this is very good. I really like this. This is kind of
3: like my...
1: like This is the wheelhouse for me in terms of Saison. A Saison that tastes like this is is what I love when I have a good Saison. I don't like ones that are too bold or brash. I, I can't...
0: I can't say that I've had a hoppy Saison that has been this well done, right? You know, like, so when I, like, my wheelhouse would be a Saison that's more classic and not hopped American style, because I don't think I've had a real, except many very good American hop Would you call
1: that, like, I mean, we, we mentioned it was hoppy, you could play, taste hops, but it wasn't like... I think with all those melons and
0: lemons and stuff, that was all from the hops, and, you know, you wouldn't get a Belgian Saison that was pulling through that much... Hop fruit flavor? No, I don't.
3: I don't think so either. I think this is very atypical. And a- although I I like the style, a great, I mean the, norm, the the typical style, a great deal. This is really. It's very refreshing. Uh, it's a, it's bright.
1: I would yeah. not be surprised if some of those esters were coming from the yeast. Those uh, were pretty strong, and yeah, I think that they with, were.
3: I'm with Greg on that one. Yeah. I think okay. I think it can't also it can't all be from the hops, yeah. but but a lot of the aromas, like the pineapple mm-hmm. it has to be. Yeah, that I was. Think, that was hopsy. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that coming from these two often. What's next?
1: What's next? next.
0: We've got a lot of sour beers tonight, so let's do oh. another one. Let's do. Uh, so this one's uh, a local brewery uh, that they recently changed their name. This is prior to the name change. This is Dry Log's... Uh, Barrel Surprise. Krasberl surprise. Krasberl surprise. It's
1: wow. a surprise in every bottle.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, it's a sour ale fermented with raspberries and cranberries. Uh, so go light on this one,
3: eight point two percent. Spent a lot of time thinking about that name, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. So drylog now st- strange roots as they change the name because drylog uh, almost spelled like D R A I I L A A G. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So, I mean... Is that that's Scottish or Welsh? It seems like probably, right? <laughs> but they have... They were there for making sours from the beginning, even though you have to really spend time to produce a good sour program.
0: Yeah, so they started out doing wilds and sours, and for the longest time it just tasted immature. You mm-hmm. know, they weren't doing huh. the kinds of sours that I would want. And I never really called them out on the air because I realized what Greg said. It's a, it's a hard thing to do, right? It takes a lot of capital, a lot of time to mature your sour program. So I was giving them time. They got good, and then about a year later, they changed their name, and now they're not really focusing on Belgian styles and sours oh, and wilds. They're doing wow. other things too. All
3: that time and effort.
0: Yeah. Uh, wow. I just.
2: Do you know why they kind of changed their focus?
0: I don't know. I mean. I thought it was so they could start making hazies and print money, but um, they're not doing <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing all hazies either. I'm not. I have to check them out a little bit more. The first couple of beers I had that from them, it was kind of like they had a pineapple hefeweizen and like like fruited, like putting fruit in everything was it seemed. And uh, but I've I've had clean beers from them since you know or not clean but you know non fruited stuff. So I'm not sure what their mo is
1: right now. a weird aroma um it doesn't immediately become inviting to me
3: it's sort of no it's a little like it's a little like turpentine
1: yes
0: (laughs) yeah that's kind of like a wood resin right like a wood sap or something like that
3: yeah it's not that bad
0: there's a little bit of um i mean
3: i don't
1: think cranberry is the most inviting aroma anyway and i think that has to contribute to it like What's the other one? raspberries of course that that's inviting but cranberries are kind of tart and uh a little bit uh mm. funky you
3: know this this reminds me of um those concord grapes the aroma of the concord grape skin when mm-hmm. you when you separate the the inside fruit
2: it has a little bit of a hint of a wine a red wine to me like a a light pinot noir but, grenache wine and- hmm.
3: but but it really it's, attacks your nose doesn't it, it? Does. i mean it gets in there yeah, it's it not i mean it's Funking up your nose.
0: Yeah, the the sour on it is mm. kind of kind mm. of Flandersy, but but not straight up. Right, it doesn't have that kind of sweet tart thing going on it, but it has a little bit maybe the tart,
1: but not the sweet. <laughs> it's um, very tart. Um, primarily, tastes pretty citric in its tartness. Um,
0: there's a nice mineraliness there, like a nice granite
1: dryness to the sour.
2: That's a bit of a pucker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In an interesting way. It's a lot like, I was thinking of those um, candies that just have pure citric acid on them. Mm -hmm. And it tastes similar to that.
3: So I think I'm, I'm, I have it backwards. This is like the, you know, how the outside of the Concord grape is sweet, but Mm -hmm. the inside is tart. This Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. reminds me of that tartness. Yeah. Uh, It's definitely a grapey, I mean, not, There's kind of a know, grape tradition. skin
0: thing going on for me, yeah. like. Uh...
2: i, I I'm, it, It's very reminiscent of wine in an odd way. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't know. So you say in, Bible... in an odd and pleasing way. Yeah, yeah. To sure. be honest, I I actually like this. More than I thought I would when I smelled it. Hmm. Yes, me too. So I always it, it, enjoy that when you, you're surprised by the mm-hmm. taste of something.
1: Yeah. yeah the aroma the, was not as inviting as, as the flavor for it sure. It seemed
0: like it was going to be like over-oaked or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really not
1: too woody on the flavor. Well, the interesting thing here is on the bottle they say it's spontaneously fermented, first of all. Which is huh. a little surprising to me. Uh, that generally means wild. Like completely wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and
3: Asian cognac casks. Huh. That's... Very
2: interesting. Oh, I bet. Okay, so that so, makes sense.
3: So, so that's wow. it's it's low. It's eight <laughs> percent, right? But mm-hmm. but still, the fermentation. I mean, there's not much carbonation here. It tastes quite flat. Yeah. Not unpleasantly flat, but uh, but you don't see any.
2: I would have thought, aged in a cognac barrel, it would have just a slight bit hmm. more body to it. Now, I, maybe I'm getting confused here, but it it's very. It's very traditional, soury. the way it feels on my tongue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes I notice, and this is especially true with some of the Belgian beers, there's a, you know, you get to more of a medium sure. body that's heavier or something that has been put in oak for a while that uh, retains something. And so it. I'm surprised how light it feels on my tongue, I
1: guess hmm. is the way to describe it. Well, the Belgians yeah. would typically have extra sugar added, like uh, unfermented sugar in addition, so that could add to the body. It, it, yeah, yeah.
2: You, you, it sits on your tongue, you feel mm-hmm. it,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you have a point. I mean, for 8%, this is a light-bodied beer. You'd expect that you'd have more body coming along with that much ABV. but uh, Yeah, I would agree
3: with that, very light.
0: It, it is surprising. acidic. I'm like, I'm feeling it in my, like, I'm yeah. feeling yeah. In the burn in my esophagus. It's really acidic. <laughs> I... I, I it's one of the better... I was reading something... Event. I was reading something about spontaneous fermentation. I think it was from a local brewery. And they were talking about, like, the temp... Like, you can't do it all year round. They only want to do it when, like, the like temperature is in a certain window. Mm. So the, the breweries... And I think it might have been dry log. When they do their spontaneous fermentation, they kind of schedule it around when, you know, they expect, like, the low to be... Like no lower than 48 and the high to be no higher than 65 you know something like that so they kind of in that kind of part of the season is when they do their spontaneous fermentation
3: hmm. that, that must be hard um so, so i so i give them some credit for mm-hmm. that
1: yeah this is one of the better dry logs that i've had um while they were still dry log um strange oak yeah,
0: yeah oak. i mean it's nice it's it's refreshing to have one of these beers that tastes like national class or world-class lambic sour mm-hmm. you know where you know even after dry got their legs it was still you still had a 20 percent chance of getting a beer Failed. that wasn't great right <laughs> yeah. that um just didn't come across as complex it t- just tasted um
1: yeah, you know, that's what I'm
0: looking for. The opposite of complex, simple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, should we go on to the hitchhiker now? Yeah, let's do the hitchhiker. Okay.
0: Another local Pittsburgh brewery,
3: a hitchhiker. Wait, can I, wait, I? I just I'm. I, I don't understand. I don't really get any of this raspberry or cranberry in here. You don't really. Those not really. You I don't get any of the fruit. Well, I don't. I get the raspberry. I don't think so I, I mean, it seems.
2: I get. I definitely get the cranberry, yeah. and I do get a little bit in more in the nose. I really the get raspberry. grape, like just a little... I mean
3: that that tart grape thing.
2: In fact, I would like give... unripe grape in a sense. Yeah, like I would describe it. I get red fruit.
1: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can necessarily say, "Oh, that's definitely cranberry and raspberry," but I definitely get something along those lines.
2: But
0: um, I yeah, could... actually
1: the kind of the sour.
0: You know, as, as part of that is like cranberry juice, right? You're getting the
1: Pineapple juice den- tends to be so dry to me that it, mm-hmm. that didn't really Maybe end that's dry.
3: Well, I think it, it as, as nearly as dry as like right, right. a pure juice okay, right. does. Well, thank goodness. <laughs>
1: so this next beer is from Hitchhiker. You guys,
0: uh, rinse your glasses with the water before I rinse
1: one. This is Myrcine, a double IPA, eight point four percent alcohol by volume, uh, brewed with oats. So this is a um, hazy IPA, as you can oh, boy. see. Hot with Vic Secret and Citra. I don't know what Vic Secret
3: is. Vic Secret is one one variety. Apparently, wow.
1: Eight uh, wow. point four percent alcohol by volume.
3: This has got a great nose. Unless,
1: unless Vic Secret is just the name of the
3: the like. Vic's secret hops, yeah, <laughs> whatever uh, Vic, Vic I, the brewer decided. The, brewer, it was the, the brewer's hop. name is Vic, and so it's, so it's a secret. This hop.
0: was this was canned on uh, September twenty eighth. Wow, that's cool. So this is nice, and... and and where is this brewery?
1: It's here in Pittsburgh, uh, in Sharpsburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. So, since it's... we're since it's a hobby beer, I did want to bring up this story they talked about on, on, on the pre-show, but it was in Ars Technica about dry hopping and how it can actually cause extra fermenting and cause bottles that are uh, bottle-conditioned to break. Uh, This is based on an uh, article in the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry. Uh, The the paper's here. I was just looking at the abstract a little bit here. Um, I must
3: have missed that issue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: The uh, journal is uh, Evidence of Dextrin Hydrolyzing Enzymes in Cascade Hops. And what they say is, uh, they take let's see, experiments described provide evidence of a can of micro, microbial and/or plant-derived enzymes associated with hops, which can impact beer quality by influencing the composition of fermentable and non-fermentable carbohydrates in dry-hopped beer. Fully attenuated and packaged commercial beer lager, commercial lager beer was dry-hopped at a rate of ten uh, gallons, ten grams hops per liter of beer with Pelopaz Cascade hops dosed with. 10 of six cells from a liter of ale yeast and incubate at 20 degrees centigrade. Uh, real extract of the, the treated beer declined significantly within several days. Reduction of one degree Play-Doh after five days and then slowly to a total reduction of approximately two degrees Play-Doh after 40 days. I'm, I'm getting to the big point. When fully fermented, this was equivalent to the production of additional 4.5% of CO2 and just 1.3% really of alcohol. Just... From one point three percent ABV,
3: yeah, just wow. from dry hopping. Wow, that's a, that's a lot
0: of that's considerable. That's of huh, I'm surprised no, this isn't it, like talked about or more oh, known because cool. that's it's not like it. It should be something you notice.
1: This was just published yeah. in August, but, so
0: right, right. But there should have been non scientific like rumors and incantations of don't you know your up beer (laughs) needs to be yeah maybe maybe they didn't want to
3: under primed or something they didn't want to bring it up for uh uh control purposes you know that's That's because you you want you need to provide you need to label your beer at the appropriate apv i mean
1: that that that's a lot to 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 nearly five percent co2 and one point almost two percent alcohol
2: so does is that apply to any hop, or does it just apply to Cascade hops? Would uh, there be a distinction?
1: There, I mean, there could be a distinction, but I think in general um, they're so related that, that there there's not going to be much of a of a difference okay. here. Um, a lot of these are ca- A lot of the hops we're dealing with are Cascade or at least Cascade derivatives. Are very much, um, you know, second and third cousins. So it's basically turning dextrins into dextrose mm-hmm. and making it fermentable
0: because mm-hmm. enzymes. Love enzymes. Yeah.
1: Enzymes are amazing. Enzymes are little biomechanical machines, essentially, that that Mm -hmm. catalyze reactions.
0: All right. Myrcene, double IPA from Hitchhiker. Pretty fresh. Super hazy. Murky, if you will. Hmm. Kind of a, a bit of a creamy, weedy... It's like a, it's like a dank creamsicle.
1: Yeah, well, that's different coming off the, the <laughs> other one. Yeah, um, I, that's a whole different direction. It's, ooh, that, that's a, a lot of hops in there. Very strongly hopped.
3: So it had a very powerful uh, nose, but I, I couldn't really discern any specifics okay. uh, in it. But, um, yeah, I, it's not really. It's not, not really bad. working for me. I don't okay. know what's going on with this.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's a combination of, like, orange creamsicle and mm-hmm. marijuana.
1: Like, it's <laughs> like a it's like a dank, you know, ice cream store. It tastes very sweet. There's a lot of, like, residual sweetness in there. I'm getting uh, a good amount of, like, citra. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not going into, like, mango or pineapple or things like that that I would expect, like, Galaxy to do mm-hmm. or um the sweetness wasaic. the
0: sweetness is the sweetness in the thing right beside it is very interesting to me because it feels like it's like gritty that it's so hopped right yeah it's but the oats or whatever is smoothing it out and then it's also seems like there's like a milk cream or something right so like kind of sweetening it out as well
1: it's striking mm-hmm. me as particularly after the last one. I mean, the flight is is I think influencing my tongue here because we just went from puckery sour to what feels like almost oversweet, like like spoonful of sugar sweet, uh, and that's a and that with this kind of dank resiny stuff, it's not pulling me in the right direction. I agree
3: with that, and I and I think that the first I'll just disclaim that this is not really uh, my. Go to or favorite or even a style I you recognize want, I want to see, <laughs> but 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 I think this has a lot of potential. The problem is that that sour I think really was um is not benefiting this. Yeah. You know I we're, we should have had a few saltines or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think it really uh, is is tamping down the good qualities of that. Um,
1: I think so, but I also think that I'm not <clears throat> getting as expressive. Like I, I expect these hazies to be juicy and have a lot of these really interesting uh, f- characters of, of fruit that are coming out. I'm not getting that here. I'm yeah, getting mostly sweet.
3: Yeah, I sweet and, and a little flowery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a little bit of green from the hops, too. Yes. Like. You
0: get a yeah, little it's little almost of, really green. A little bit of green. vegetal-ness from like, just so much hmm material yeah, like very, like, in the brew kettle you're getting some chlorophyll yeah. type like type stuff. like in a this red wine on your tongue longer yeah mm-hmm.
2: this is a little bit more towards mm-hmm. that medium body we were talking mm-hmm. about
0: there's a there's it definitely a... it's definitely fresh though can't you can't complain yeah no, no, I, no. I can <laughs> see
1: that especially if you're going like october festy going mm-hmm. like a harvest time this is that if you're picking up a bunch yeah. of like hops from a vine you get all that resin on your hands. This would go well with that because it, it continues that kind of flavor. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's not hitting the right notes right now. A little, a little too sweet. It, like, as yeah, a general. I get, I get
3: that resiny uh, semi-sweetness. I mean, it doesn't seem super sweet nor bitter. I, I get the bitter on the uh, back of the tongue uh, late, uh, late in the taste
1: i agree with you jeff that it, it's almost like it would be grittier if it wasn't for like the oats mm-hmm. but like yeah yes.
0: it, it's like it seems almost like a harvest beer it seems like the saturation of hops is, is super big i think that the the balance i think i like it more than anyone else in this room but yeah it's definitely not the best mm-hmm. easy double but it, i i think that there's some neat things i kind of it's probably a, just a touch sweeter than I would like, but I think the sweetness works with the, and the odiness and gives you that kind of milk cream type flavor, and then you get kind
1: of that citrus and then that dankness.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's
1: interesting. I can't say whether there was lactose in here, but I prefer the ones that are less milkshaking and more juicy.
3: Mm-hmm. Just- so I, I think I w- this reminds me of a point uh, that I think... At least I claim frequently that I introduced you guys to the idea of palate fatigue in drinking too many IPAs at a saver many years ago. It, it's I, I think I coined that term. I'm pretty certain. Okay. Now I well, think well, other people probably we'll let you have it. it. But but I think this is this is highlighting something that I've I've mm-hmm. found recently, and I don't know if this is a function of aging. It mm-hmm. might be, but. Um, I noticed that there is a there is a like a corollary to palate fatigue IPA palate fatigue, and that's that you you really have to be careful what you're drinking before something else because I like to switch. I mean, I don't want to go out and just drink the same beer all night. I want to mm-hmm. have a couple different beers, but now you have to be very careful because this especially I think these hazy IPAs they do not play well with other beers, and you know that happens if you drink two IPAs and one of them's a you know in one direction and then then you have bells, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is terrible. Because you had something else that's basically mm-hmm. you know, wrecked your palate or sure. or, or something. Yeah. And, and I think that that is exactly what happened uh, with the previous beer. I,
1: I, you mentioned palate fatigue, and I think it's certainly possible that you introduced us that term, because <laughs> uh, that doesn't strike me as well. But there's another term that we use occasionally that I remember where it came from, uh, which is palate drift. Uh, oh, and that came oh, yeah, from yeah. talking with Garrett uh, from the mm-hmm. beverage tasting institute, but we were in St. Louis at uh, Urban Chestnut. And uh, he was telling us about how if you've had something like three weeks ago, like some food, you'll be more likely to remember that uh, and, and recognize those flavors in something versus some if, you have, if you've had that dish six months ago. So
0: when we were talking about pairing that first beer with food, the foods you mentioned, did you have those recently?
3: Um, yes. Which, right, which right. one? I mean, that's which what he's sushi?
0: But I mean, uh, that's, yeah, that's what yeah, we're saying. Really like, you know, no, it happens. Okay, yeah. like, mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. not just the pairing recommendations, which is the easy way, but the adjectives that, like, okay, what did I... I had an English muffin today, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm tasting multi things, I might be it's... more likely to pull flavors that are like an English muffin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that makes so sense.
3: it's so it's more about your focus on those those flavors than the idea so I mean, my mm-hmm. i had a theory of palate drift that was based on the idea that your your palate is shifting based on what you drink so you drink a lot of ipas mm-hmm. and you you get used to the hops yep. and that can you know and, and and i think this is why there is sort of this uh, imperative to increase the hops and you know let's try something different because we can't really increase the hops anymore at least not economically so let's let's now uh make the hazy ipa because that's you know different different hops and it's a different direction it's not just the bitterness which is like
2: one thing i I want to add about that the the beer we just had and it reminded me um going to my wine experience Mm -hmm. there's a lot of greek wine has a pine flavor to it, has a resin, and it's because there's resin in the wine when mm. you make it. Um, and it's called Retsina, And that beer reminds me as, very much of, of okay. um, Greek Greek wine and the Retzina and which it's an acquired taste. And it's supposed to pair well with heavily oily food, which is, you know, a lot of the Greek cuisine, yeah. the mm-hmm. cuisine is supposed to pair well with it, and I couldn't think of anything to pair that beer with. <laughs> which is a little difficult cuz usually I can figure something out cuz I'm a big right. food and wine and beer person but I couldn't figure anything out to pair that with. That
1: beer would have gone well with pita and babaganoush, I think.
2: It might have, yeah. Yeah. But it but it's funny yeah. because <laughs> it re- reminded me of, I couldn't remember the name of the Greek wine at first and I had to look it up, but it, Retsina is the Greek wine. Hmm. It's very very um reminiscent of one I would smell Interesting. Yeah.
0: That's I think cool. uh, no, I, I I like your call cuz like trying to think what I would pair that with and I probably would have drawn a blank but that I mean it would go flawful, you know like like I think that those kinds of flavors mm-hmm. would go great with that Egg kind Clinton of chickpeas yeah that yeah, kind it would of work. It would that work. kind of dank and you know mm-hmm. so now I'm like i don't think we've ever tried to pair hazies with food like i don't think we've actually got on that topic when we're
3: drinking hazies, not right? really generally they're,
1: they're almost a meal in themselves so <laughs>
3: that's a good way of putting it yeah. I, it's it's funny that the the hazy um, i forgot what i was going to say but you were talking about the greek food mm-hmm. um never mind it <laughs> oh it's that corollary that it's, i don't know if it's a corollary but the idea that an optimal thing to pair with a type of cuisine is something that's made in that area. So, like, if you're eating Italian food, Italian red wine is going to go very well with it. If you're doing Greek food, then a Greek red wine is going to go well with a French food. I mean, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And th- I think Garrett Oliver says that in uh, Brewmaster's Table. Mm-hmm. You, you basically, that applies to beer. So you're in- eating some English food. Mm-hmm. An English brown ale is going to work. With German food, of course, a, a Hefeweizen or a Pils. Uh,
0: you know, right, so they kind of developed... Side by side. Yeah, exactly. It's and, the styles to that became, that and the styles that came out and have became dominant are ones that pair
1: with the local food. It kind of makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. It also goes back to the idea of terroir, right? The, right, so right. Exactly. And,
3: and so why, that's why it's difficult to have an obvious pairing. Well, I mean, maybe it's it's more difficult to find a pairing for these modern food or modern beers Christy because creams, they don't exist, so... right? I mean, yeah, right. Krispy <laughs> Kremes <laughs> so, and Big Macs. Yeah sugar candies no <laughs> ice cream ice search, cream search and... long and hard enough so find something. there's a there's a gelato place in our in alexandria that regularly makes they don't always have it but they regularly make a flavor of gelato uh called ipa mm-hmm. which is oh. made with hops mm-hmm. and it's 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 pretty we authentic have a, it's interesting.
0: we have an ice cream shop here in cranberry's lady runs it you know and she makes some pretty interesting stuff I th- I thought she was going to be, like, more adventurous because, like, when they first opened, she had some neat things. But, like, it's been four years now, and it's, like, the same menu, right? But I, I've, I'm, i like, I've been trying to get her to make savory ice creams. Oh, yeah. You know? Wow. Just, like, forget about just, even if it's just one or two, but, like, right. make th- some things that are, like, you know, just different. You know, take that salted caramel idea and just, like, just keep on going with it, right? <laughs> You know, not necessarily hop, but you know, just come on, come up with something savory. And she, she, she's not she, into it. No.
1: So wow. this next beer is Stout Roqueen, I believe, uh, from Brasserie artisanal Uh I'm. I know. <laughs> That's I, exactly how you. I say know it. I am nailing that pronunciation.
0: <laughs> he was there. The monk told him how to say it. <laughs>
1: um. So this is a mixed fermentation blending of 7 eight percent of Reubloon and eight percent of one-year Lambix, which has matured for eight months on oak barrels. Due to oversaturation, the bottle of beer is put again in oak barrels and then bottled for a second time. Interesting.
3: How does that happen? I don't
1: know. <laughs> and like the label, the,
0: the, the major of the blend is... Um... So here it's, you know, 2012. Um, it's, uh, I'm trying to remember. There's like 2012 and 2013 here. And, and if you knew the brewery, you'd recognize how the, the labels like ripped in half and stitched mm. together with the two different oh. beers. So if you knew the brewery, you would know that Rule is the beginning of one beer, and Queen. Is the end of the other beer, which I think is um, that's the st- I recognize that one. There's a Belgian stout, right? That's mm-hmm. something Quinn, but now dry. But
1: really, this is like halfway now. But it really, should be seven eighths so of a Yeah,
0: years. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not. But yeah, so I, the beer's color. It kind of looks like a brown ale. It's very clear, dark, light head, very very tight bubbles, on, right? Yeah. Really tight bubbles on the head.
3: Look at, look at them it
0: really the aroma is kind of surprising it's sort of right cuz it is woody there's like a, a blue cheese like kind of stink to it or maybe a touch of washed and limburger type aroma
2: mm-hmm. oh this Can would I, go it's... nice with some really seriously strong cheeses yes
3: mm-hmm. oh if i guess some <laughs> camembert right now mm. <laughs> i see I, I get some really black cherry Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think the cherries. It's it's not strong because it's like what wood is over.
0: Yeah, um, I'm you know, thinking. I'm expecting the kind of a Flanders culture type flavor, and you know, I think that's where the black cherry would kind of fit in. Huh.
1: The oak has landed. Wow! Ooh, wow! <laughs>
3: But hmm. Attacking the back of my throat.
1: Yeah, and the first thing I tasted immediately was oak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, I
0: licked my lips and I just tasted wood. Yeah. <clears throat> so
3: it's, it's like it's big... char. It's definitely. I mm-hmm. I, I, I get char, there's very uh, charred oak. Toasty. Yeah, and not, it, it doesn't. It seems beyond toast, but I mean, okay, hev- heavily toasted. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and there's. Um,
0: onto the flavors like in the the beer right you're getting kind of a like a <laughs> almost like a red malt you know like a irish red or something like that yeah. kind of like the <laughs> malt from that um but you know you got all these belgian esters layered upon it it's it's medium light body you know it's not too thick especially compared to the last couple beers that we've had you know it has that kind of almost like um almost like Belgian candy sugar added to it so it kind of like thins the body out a bit.
1: Getting some um, that mintiness is characteristic of, of heavy oak. I'm getting a, almost a pomegranate like um, flavor on it mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of sherry notes and in in oxidation. Um, was this corked? Yes. I'm getting a little bit of cork in it. Just so like cork essence. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
3: I think that I think that's really good. I I would agree with almost all of that. Oh, yeah, cool! That's, that's <laughs> very good. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know I'm sure about cork, but but it definitely cork feels is like in like wood. Clean cork or cork clean is in cork is corked, right? like fungus
0: infection. No, clean cork. Okay.
1: okay. But like if there's a right. an essence of of corky like clean cork flavor. There's not that's too right. many things worse than.
0: The, the cork infection? Yeah. No,
3: no. It's
2: no, it's funny. There's not. It's funny.
0: The effervescence. <laughs> it's just I, like, you know, actually, there's one thing that's worse, and that's butyric acid. Mm, I see. Oh, I've Do never tell. I experienced that. Butyric acid is like baby vomit. Oh. <laughs>
1: Suddenly, well, Uh, so no, (laughs) when you you do, when you do
0: an off flavor tastings course, one of the off flavors is butyric and it's just one of those things you can't untaste. Right, (laughs) It's it's worse than a corked beer. I've not had a corked wine, you know, corked infected wine.
2: It's bad, but not like that. Not Mm. like what you just described. But no.
0: (laughs) Corked, <laughs> corked beer is bad. But the one thing worse is corked beer is buteric.
1: And we say buteric. Oh. I was thinking like bile. So I guess it's sort of okay. on there. I guess that's it. Yeah.
2: This is. I think this is a, a pretty complex beer. Mm-hmm. And it, I have to sit and think about it a lot.
1: That's generally a good sign. I, I like yeah. the beers that yeah. <clears throat> that you have to take your time and sort of think yourself around. I'm not mm-hmm. turned off by it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like. This is amazing, but well, there's a lot to look into here. And there's this, a lot of different w- angles to sort of twist this object and, and view it from. This
0: is a Belgian sour, which is very different from the American sour we had mm-hmm. two beers ago, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, very This different. one is not as boisterous, right? But this one has, like you said, you sit with it, you explore it. It's not burning your esophagus with acidity like that last mm-hmm. the, the other one did. But it's also not bland. The, the very first sip I had... I was worried that it was going to be bland because it was such a lower decibel level of flavor mm-hmm. compared to the last two beers. But now that I'm getting um, tuned into it, I definitely am going to sit here and kind of just enjoy the the the, the um, subtle complexities of this one. There's this, a lot going on. <laughs>
2: yeah, this,
1: this feels like... Uh, asymmetric object. I'm trying to try to figure out a way to come up with how to say this. Uh, one of my um, my big thing that I do on the side is I, I'm, I do quantum physics. It's like what I study on the side. But that's all about essentially objects that are uh, symmetric and that you can twist and transform in certain ways and they look the same from different directions. This feels more like, I'm thinking of an icosahedron, like a 20-sided object that has various different things that aren't the same on some sides like I can twist it in some way and it's rough on some sides and has dips and pits in the other and I'm just sort of looking at it from that angle and thinking about transforming it and twisting it and seeing what I can find
3: I'll agree with that in an interesting way I, I find that as you drink it uh it, it rolls across my tongue and I try to identify some flavors but it's like the effervescence even though it's not strong, it carries away those tastes, oh, yeah. and all I'm left with is these bubbles, and I mm-hmm. can't taste anything. So it's like in the process of observing the taste, it disappears. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it definitely has some subtle. Does for me, it's, it's does. It is leaving kind of this
0: um, cherry, malt, oaky thing. You know, that it, it's not over oaky, but uh, that's kind of what I'm left with. The sour goes away you yeah know, you're not you're not left with like this puckeriness or the sour the sour is there and then it's it does its job and then it clears out it has a nice balance to it
1: but I can go in on, on one angle and look at it and and just examine the sour and then I can go on some on, on mm-hmm. the other angle and just really examine the oak and as long as I'm just looking at it from that angle I can really look at that different part and it's it's really defined which and is the,
0: interesting that minerally cheesy thing that's mm-hmm. on the top it, it's it's just
1: playing this nice
3: little supporting role. It doesn't get too bad. It's. Yep.
2: Do, do you get any? Do you get any
3: smoke in the nose after after hmm. tasting it? It just. It seems. I don't
2: get it in the nose. I get it in the throat. It seems
3: like there's there's something.
1: Maybe a little. It's funny because just recently I bought for a friend of mine, uh, his birthday, a little like mini smoker. It's like you put like little tiny wood chips in it, and it has a little fan. And you light them up, and it just. Put smoke into just a, like vessel, uh-huh. so it's like a cold smoker essentially, and we used oak the first time. And there is something of that, something in of there. it.
3: And I, I would agree; it, it's it reminds me when you drink a smoked beer, uh, rock beer, or something, you get something in the back of the throat yeah. that's similar to this. But I don't taste Look, any. Smoke. Looking for it, you know, I'm getting something that's like
0: lightly phenolic, you know, and you know, uh, kind of smoke and phenols uh-huh. kind of have that kind of. Same yeah, that chemical might be better. It. So I'm getting this like thing that's. <clears throat> yeah, it's mid late. I'm not getting the, the. I know what you're talking about in your throat. I'm not quite getting it, but I like right before that, the precursor, like on the back of your tongue. I'm getting something phenolic there.
2: How much? What's the alcohol on this again?
1: I think it's seven uh, percent. Hmm. According to the label, and I Seems- don't think it's dry hop, so that's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got we to qualify that, right? Yeah, because it,
2: it it seems a little lighter in alcohol to me than I would have thought that, and I I don't have a real good barometer for that, but okay. Um, it's it's um, I don't know. I just think this is probably the most complex beer I've tasted tonight.
1: It's one of the mo- most complex beers I've had in, in several months, actually. And
2: I'm I'm really enjoying it, but I'm enjoying it with like every little sip. It's not like you know there are IPAs I drink that I could. I could chug. I don't um, I exercise a little bit mm. of restraint. But um, they're easy yeah. to drink. Right. It's not uh, one, once is... you
0: get it, you got it, right? Right. And this one, there's more facets to explore. Correct.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was worried with this one, right? Because, you know, when you get these imports from large Belgian breweries, you know, sometimes they In are... In bottles. <laughs> sometimes they are mm-hmm. simplistic, right? And not... And so this is the one that I was... Most worried about would be you know old and oxidized and boring, and and this one,
1: and yeah, green bottle skunked, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it worked. All right, so we still got a few beers left on the, on the docket. Let's do the Cascade next. Okay, so this is Cascade in uh, uh, in collaboration with Brewery. Yep. So. This is called One Way or Another. This is from 2016, though, so it's not super recent. But that's fine, because it's not a hoppy beer. What is on
3: here? Now it's a party.
1: <laughs> Another sour <laughs> blend of... uh Yikes. Blend of sour triple ales aged in oak wine barrels for up to 16 months with regional ingredients. Oregon Marionberries Berries and California Meyer Lemons. Yikes. Wow. Right.
3: Oh. Woo. Look at wow, that. Wow, that is that is red. That is
1: very red. <laughs> looks almost like red food coloring. That's not
2: that bad. Wow.
3: It it, it looks like... Uh, yeah, it's so, got
1: some rubber on the nose. That was weird. Uh, yeah,
0: I, so I haven't smelled it yet, but uh, yeah, I was when I saw this one as an option. Wow. You know, Cascade <clears throat> and the Brewery Teru. Brewery Teru is kind of the wild side of the brewery. They kind of split off, and you know, they have their barrel aging and their regular. You know, um,
1: the brewery still getting that something a little. I don't.
3: I don't get rubber. I get a. I get, get like a sour. Uh, a sour, almost sour cranberry.
2: I get a candy. I like. I. Like the, f- the first thing that hits my
0: mind candy, is a maybe. candy, and it's hilarious. unusual. Wow. Get it? Hmm. Yeah. So the beer poured, or poured with a head, but now it has no head. It is deeper, it's a little red.
3: <clears throat> it's really a red brown. Most, it looks yeah, like yeah. it almost looks like an iced tea. That is red, a mm-hmm. red iced tea, or
1: kombucha that's slightly slightly colored. I really or... don't even know what
3: that is. But... <laughs> it's just a tea.
1: It's a tea with a little bit of alcohol in it.
0: You roam on this one. Uh, I just really dig it. Has this not overdone fruit thing? You know, I'm not an expert on Marion berries, but it seems like less sweet, less acidic berry. Um, and then Meyer lemons, right? Those.
1: Those are. I believe they're smaller than regular lemons. Yeah. They're,
2: a, they're a combination of a, almost of a tangerine or an orange. That's what lemon. I thought, right, yeah. yeah. And they have a, a really unique, um, they've got a really unique flavor. They're they're really bright and, and lovely, and they're not in season as often. At, again, the food part, not in season as often as mm-hmm. most citrus. So when you get so, them, they're incredible.
3: So I, I think I, I got a hint of strawberry, and yeah. I'm going to yeah. say yeah. that... I, I smell some small red berry, and I was going to say lingleberry. That's not red. Uh, but but it's, it, it's, it's like a small... Uh, is that red?
2: Yeah. Uh, now I'm thinking of Ikea.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we have not been to Ikea, so that's not hmm. a palate drift issue. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Flavor is a little bit different than I expected. The flavor has a, the
0: carbonation. so poor, but no heads. You don't expect much carbonation. And it's, wow. it's a it's almost like a soda, like a fruit soda type character to the flavor. Yeah, here.
1: like That's a, a black cherry. Black um, cherry, but
0: the lemon-lime type mm-hmm. thing is in there, too.
1: This is definitely more dimensional than, than the dry lot. It's not as <clears throat> complex as the... the blah, 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 but <laughs> it's... It has Nailed this, it. yeah, I'm always <laughs> nailing it. Um, it has this, it has a deeper uh, complexity to it without going quite as far. But also it's, I think, uh, it's stronger, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the flavors are a little bit more boisterous. I love that berry flavor. It, it's
0: not, over, it's, it's saturated, but like not too sweet, not acidic. It's just
3: berry. It it really tastes like a cherry soda. I mean, it's the, the effervescence the makes you feel it. Pie.
1: Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I can add the cherry pie with
3: this would be great. This goes so well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's funny that there are so many fruit flavors in this. I don't think I've ever tasted so many fruit flavors in a beer. But I don't think it's it's not nearly as complex. I mean, it doesn't have the depth. Right. So you're all looking and in, in the fruit area. Mm-hmm. It seems it's it's so slightly. I mean, you know, the sour notes come out in the back.
0: And the sour kinds come across like citrus sour, right? It just seems fruit more fruity, yeah, right? It does. You're weird. not getting different
1: new one. Like the other one had, you know,
0: more lambicky type sour stuff. This one kind of just feels fruity sour. If
1: the other one was a museum, this is a really bright marquee uh, with a lot of wow, a lot cool. of stuff going on on it, but
0: that's really good. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. I really like how that berry plays in the beer, though. It, it's Oh, it's awesome. It's so good.
2: I think if you did not know a lot about beer, you didn't have a lot of experience with beer, and you drank this blind, you wouldn't necessarily know it's a beer, mm-hmm. honestly. I think you might question what it was you were drinking. I know that it had some alcohol in it, but...
1: You might say, is this a wine cooler or something?
2: People, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it, it's it just, like it, a flat
3: it's wine Sangria. Cooler, right? I don't you think, think it's a beer sangria. when
2: I first um, sip it.
3: Think I'm thinking of this. Interesting.
4: Yeah. I don't know.
3: You know, I think this has a body that sangria doesn't. It's, mm-hmm. And I think that comes from the, the malt and, yeah. and so forth. You, yeah. it's, you, although you, it's difficult to find the flavor.
1: But I agree with Cindy that would you immediately say this is a beer? Like if you wouldn't, no, say, if no. somebody says, oh, you've, you've met those people who say all beer tastes like beer to me. And if you gave them this. It doesn't taste like beer. This does not taste like quote unquote beer.
4: Mm-mm.
3: I think what people mean by that is all beer tastes like something I don't like. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Well... So if you put this against a up against a Budweiser, you would not know it's beer at all. Right. right. So, it's it's not.
1: I, it's a very very.
2: Yeah. Different I
0: trick. mean, it just depends what your universe is. Right. Mm-hmm. But
2: if you put this up against a, a you know the lambic we had the other uh, earlier, you would know it was probably a beer. You would think it was just a different mm-hmm. a different type of beer, but mm-hmm. you would know. And I think that's. I just when I close my eyes, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't say beer right away, and usually it says beer. And I, I mean, I love beer, yeah. so you know that's fine for me. But I,
3: just think I, I it's very love
0: the I love the jamminess of this beer. I
3: love it really—that's my favorite uh, part. <laughs> like, like soda, it's like it's cream really, soda yeah. that is not. It's not flat, but uh-huh. the bubbles. I mean, yeah. the effervescence is finer, and it's it's much subtler.
2: So now this is it's 2016. Yeah, this is called
1: One Way or Another
2: from
3: Cascade <clears throat>
1: Brewery. <clears throat>
0: That's that's hmm. Cascade makes some fantastic mm-hmm. beers. And so does the brewery. Yeah. So Yeah,
2: yeah. So how would you describe a Marion Berry? I've never had Marion Berry.
0: I'm not sure. I I, I I mean from tasting before, from guess. tasting the berry thing in here, it it.
3: It's... well I bet Marion Berries are like little red berries like I, I bet that's, that's the I only know.
1: thing that comes to my mind is that song from west side she's a librarian well <laughs> I,
3: I we're you know we live yeah. near DC so we have to Marianne say Marian Berry, berry. The Mary, so. <laughs> so, was yeah. so dope and cocaine this and is nothing. the berry that smokes crap <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I ended up as
0: mayor
2: again anyway
0: so. <laughs> oh man I forgot all about Marian Berry
3: it's it's as a, intended.
1: Apparently it's, it <laughs> it's a type of it's a type of blackberry. Okay. Oh, okay. uh, wow. Huh. Cross between the Callum and Lee blackberries, which again, I know I'm pronouncing those exactly so, correctly.
3: So, yeah, I, uh, thank you cuz I never knew how to say them. Yeah. I it's funny, I, I wonder to what extent I think it's red fruit because and I did get strawberry, but but you think red fruit because the color is so red.
0: Well, that had to come from the Mary berries. It Didn't come from the Meyer lemons. Didn't No, come no, from... no. I know, I know, but
3: but <laughs> right. but, but the yeah. difference between a black and a red berry is significant. Yeah. But I and I think I'm tasting red berries, but those are clearly I can see them. Well, there, there is, a is probably berry. also
1: being Berries are probably true berries and blackberries are not. Uh, right, right. That's oh, very true. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: And they they do say it's aged in Touché. oak wine barrels, so maybe there's a little <laughs> bit of the the wine piece flowing through it I don't know but it, it's so unique
0: yeah that's a
3: good one this, this is a nice. great replacement for wine if somebody wanted to drink wine yeah. because you can't drink this the way you drink beer I mean it, you know I it's mean like you could
1: a, but it's it's not Yeah, it, it's sort of not stuff you down right this is not stuff you're like oh yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's,
3: it's funny it's funny how you take a drink of beer versus a, a drink of wine because I, I remember being at a uh, I think I, I, it was some sort of event maybe a reception or something and I I I saw everybody drinking wine, and I took a drink. Or, I'm sorry, it's the other way around. I saw people drinking beer, and I took a drink of wine, in the way that you would take a drink of beer, and it was <laughs> like, what is, this is not right. <laughs> <laughs> Mainlining the alcohol. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's a it's a, a like gulp versus a sip, right? I mean, there's yeah. A, you know, what if you drank a Manhattan the way you drink a beer? Oh, <laughs>
1: You're playing music apparently. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just has, <laughs> you know, my computer is just have the Marion song. What do we got here? Just, this is nice Living shit. on Credit Blues from L1011. There you go. It's a good sound <laughs> bed
0: for the commercial, I guess.
1: So, if you want to support us as we do, as this is the show of 479, and we desperately want to get to 480. Um,. <laughs> It's through. really on razor's edge
0: here. We're going to need to raise some big funds before we can publish 480. So you better go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon and buy something. So just Anything.
1: buy whatever you normally would do. But when you but instead of going to Amazon.com, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And then you'll be at Amazon.com. You'll be able to buy whatever you want with the same prices you would get as any other time. Except... Six percent or so of what you spend goes to us instead of Jeff Bezos. That's it. Simple way to support us by buying stuff you would normally buy anyway.
3: Xylas stoppers.
1: Yes, buy all the Xylas stoppers and uh, uh,
3: what are these glasses Speak again? on, Speak on glasses. Speak on glasses. The
1: You
0: might have turned us on to the Xylus. Did you? I absolutely You did. sent me
3: xylus and you and you acknowledged them. Yes. Yeah, you acknowledged That's that. That's right, in past John. Episodes. I am John sent
1: us the Zyluses way back when. So we have palate fatigue and Xylus Both I, I, I can
0: I can corroborate the Xyluses. I'm not sure I can corroborate <laughs> the palate fatigue. <laughs>
4: All
1: right, <laughs> our final beer of this momentous show is. Off-color Brewings? What? Oh, oh, Um, off-color. Barrel-aged Growl. Wow. I think Growl, based on what I was looking at before, Growl is the name of the uh, the brewery's cat. Oh. Which is a cute name for a cat. Uh, My friends recently got a a dog. Uh, A new dog. It's a combination Corgi. What was it? Corgi and something else.
3: Is that like naming a dog Bark?
1: Well, they named it Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because it was, uh, they let Helena, their two-year-old, name it, and she decided to call it Jeff.
2: No, I did hear that you should name a dog a one-syllable name, so they can recognize it. Mm. Because apparently, one-syllable oh, names yeah, they can yeah. recognize and more than that becomes more complicated, and they don't understand. I, I can buy so... that because you can usually get a
1: dog that's like multiple syllables just by saying the
3: first syllable. So if you, yeah. So yeah, don't name your dog Chartreuse <laughs> or Whippersnapper. Just whip. whip, whip, whip. All right.
1: So this is a barrel aged quadruple. Oof. Ten percent alcohol volume. Twenty eight IBU. Oh. Rye whiskey wow. barrels. Nice. <laughs> Two years. Smells rye like whiskey. a Manhattan. Wow. One of my new favorite cocktails to make is the Manhattan. Oh, they're
2: uh, wonderful. Well,
1: we
3: can we can go <laughs> into that in the po- but, but this yeah. this smells like an old fashioned because it's it smells like a sweet. Um, whiskey. Well,
1: okay. I like my yeah we, uh, yeah. We should probably go into the mm-hmm. <laughs> the show, but I do like my Manhattan's with like little little cherry note. Oh, I'm
3: you,
2: with you are
1: the. I like
3: that way too. You're the you're the bane. <laughs> I'm of one of those cocktail guys.
1: people.
0: <laughs> I'm on the fence here. Um, I'm smelling some nice things, but I'm smelling some
1: like fusely hotness too. It, I'm with you. Yeah, <clears> there's a it little bit smell of, hot. Uh, of. Yes, especially as I pull it in, there's a little bit of sort of a rubbing alcohol kind of whiff.
3: I I get some banana.
2: Yes, that's that's what I got too.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like, I can like like pick
0: that in there. It the is possible that that's
1: just esters. It could be, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but being yeah. naturalized. I mean, it's,
0: I I can actually pick out the rye whiskey type smell from mm-hmm. the barrel there you know it's a little more spicy and that could right? also be yeah. part of the hotness there yeah. too I, yeah.
3: i'm surprised i'm surprised by how much you can smell the rye barrel in this mm-hmm. you, you would think distinctly too right you'd it's... think you would taste it more i i don't how is that coming off yeah, i'm the... actually getting used to it i'm not getting that
0: kind of over hot burning fusely thing right now so i kind of got used to it on the nose
3: there's something a little wild in this in the smell that makes you wonder
0: there's like a cardamomy thing in the aroma in yes. hmm, yep hmm.
2: yeah this would go good with um, some Indian food
1: yeah
0: plums Maybe car- oh wow that's not what I was expecting on the flavor I wasn't expecting like the the plums with the citrus zest and the this, cardamoms are a little bit too in the later part of it.
3: This 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 brown sugar, uh, um,
1: mm-hmm. a little. It's actually a it feels a little aqueous to
3: me a bit. It feels a little. It, not yeah, the, the body the, is
1: is is light. The
3: body's a little light, but the, it brings flavor. it mm-hmm. reminds me of a barley wine, but not but thin. it's about that but, sweet but light yeah. light body.
1: Yeah, not really getting much of the whiskey in there what is the style it's a quad apparently so, yeah really
0: no. i know <laughs> yeah there's not too many i mean yeah i mean come to think of it yeah you're not getting like that.
3: No, yeah big... i get that i get that uh i get that harsh uh smell right there like it's you know i mean it's not gasoline but it reminds mm-hmm. you yeah. of how that assaults your yeah Are okay
2: quads heavier-bodied, or is that just... In general, they, can, they
0: can have a body like this, you know, oh, some of them maybe. attenuate out. They'll have... The,
3: the quad comes from the, the triple, and the triple is... I mean, you know, what people are making today mm-hmm. is different... But the, the triple, it was... I mean, generally generally quads will have a fuller body.
0: I've had ones that have fermented out with a body similar to this as well. Okay. Um, you yeah, know, this one has so much other stuff going on to it. And the exterior. the Belgian, like, ester ferment mm-hmm. is, like, not really that big. It's mm-hmm. kind of on the cleaner side, right? So you're really focusing on
1: malts and the barrel stuff. I wonder if the age has taken out some of the estuary thing, the, the huh. aging in the barrels. Ten percent by vine, 28 IBU. The malts are pills, dark Munich oats and dark crystal, hot with nugget. Uh, adjuncts are dark candy syrup, and they, of course hmm. use second use willet two-year rye barrels.
2: I really have, have just have that lingering banana <laughs> sticking with me.
0: When you say it, I taste a banana, but it's not something I'm picking out like on my own, right? I lose I that. When you're not, Yeah, you're not I get the s-
3: smell, the aroma of banana a little. More. It's more like the the, the, the
0: inside of a peel, right? That's kind of what I'm getting. A
2: very very ripe, yeah. That's, I feel that, yes.
1: unsatisfied when I hear quad and I think quad and I taste this. It's, this does not this does not satisfy that thing in me that says yeah, I've had a quad. This feels like it has something high alcohol. Uh, a little a little whiskey something in there, but did I have a quadruple? No, no.
0: And if you call it a barley no, wine, that's why you'd say like the, the same thing, thing right? Uh-huh. It's, right, lot of right. It's, it's, it's not a barley wine. It's not a quad.
1: Belgian strong dark, maybe? No, no. It's not. Un- but no, it does no, have that enough enough viscosity, dark. right? Dark. so it's, it's
0: not it's um It's.
1: A dark hefa Asian. <laughs> no, it's not a hefa. It. it doesn't have any. Just Just, trying I mean, to get other that, than the banana. Where that but, banana but, comes but from, right? But, but it's
3: not, it doesn't match any of the. There's no cloviness, mm-hmm. I think. the way. Yeah. This is very peculiar.
0: Rye barrel Scottish 80 shilling is kind of the closest thing I can get to. <sighs> it's a hard thing to throw on a I know it's not exactly Scottish, yeah. and it's not it's not like um, Scotch ale, but yeah. it's like a deeper one of the heavier Scottish ales, thrown in a rye barrel. I mean,
1: when you said it, it was like yeah, like if you had a compass, it might kind of point in that direction somewhere. I mean, it, it's it's. But again, does a beer have to have a style to be good? No, right. but if it's something says quadruple and it does, and it's like this, then they should expect me to be disappointed.
3: Well, I think it's a challenge of marketing because expectations are based Mm -hmm. on I want this or that. And, you know, you want to set expectations. And that's just to your point.
0: If you brewed this beer and you had to call it something you can't call, so you can't would, call it a uh, so scottish ad barrel i would not
3: call it a quad yeah but if you're the brewer and you started with a quad <laughs> mm-hmm. and you modified it to get this then i, I mean no, that's why that's, i'd call it a quad that's, that's brewer shouldn't do that well I, it, should, you have to start somewhere i mean you right?
0: talk about right what, what's in the na- bottle you not, name not what, what you... you name what you ended up with not what you thought you were going to make okay well that's true i see yeah
2: I just think that the nose is very different than what you taste. Mm-hmm.
0: The nose, I keep getting this hot burny thing
3: that yeah, I wish it, 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 I wish When it I come have. back to it, I, it's like when you 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 smell it for a while, it goes away, but but then you come back to it and you're like, "What is that?" Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: the nose isn't great.
1: Okay. That's it. We're out of beers. That's it. No more beers. Beer oh, done. Done.
0: Oh, Actually, you're not out
3: of beers. Oh, the humanity!
0: Post show. <laughs> that's true. You guys can um, all the guests on the show get to have a oh, yes. taste
3: of Utopias. What? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's what you get to. I've never to listened for to a post show with a guest. <laughs> guess what you get a utopias oh my well, that, but the in, last in, time in that though,
1: case i will say the last time we had we tried it it felt like it wasn't quite as up to snuff as it had been like that so the little oh
0: come on stop talking so it, it down let them be, excited. It, let them in, be excited
3: greg <clears throat> in one of the savers the, the last saver we attended we went we did a salon with jim cook mm-hmm. and the, he did a taste a vertical tasting well there are only two of two utopias and it was amazing uh yeah it's amazing what they it's do a with fantastic that. beer it's quite quite impressive um, um
1: maybe the, maybe we just had an off night
3: it's possible okay possible, but, so you know, storage and there's a lot of issues Anyway.
1: So we have to rank yeah. now. Again, you don't. You guys do not have to no, rank, I'm but you ranked. can if you want to. Do, 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 do. <laughs> what, what was number five called? Number five was the Cascade One Way or Another.
3: All right, I got my order, so right. I will go. What, what was gonna... number one called?
2: So is number one the best or the worst? Num- well, I'm sorry. Well, how just how number rankings, one, yeah. I'm gonna,
0: we start from the bottom right. and go to the top. So worst, the okay. best. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, my sixth place beer, my last place beer, is going to be the off color of the beer we just had. It's just that that nose killed me. I, I thought there were some neat things in the flavor, and I don't think a beer has to be in style to be awesome. Uh, it was missing awesome by a couple different things, and that nose was just made it made it easily last place. Uh, the next five beers, I thought we had a heck of a show tonight. I'm going to put the uh, Dry Log um, Kras Barrel Surprise in 5th place. I thought it had some neat things. I liked the complexity of the sour. I just thought it was too acidic. You know, there was just a little too much acid in that beer. Um, It had uh, some good fruit flavor. Um, Cranberry juice, I think, was adding to that apparent acidicness to it. I'm going to put the Hitchhiker in 4th place. That's the Mercine Double IPA. I really liked the um, kind of application of that creamsicle thing going on in there, uh, with a little bit of dankness. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't definitely wasn't the best double IPA, and it was. Uh, Greg thought it was too sweet. Uh, I I would acknowledge sure it's did. sweet. I just thought I wouldn't go as far as too. Uh, I'm going to put the one way or another in third place. I love that berry flavor, that that jamminess of this beer. That's what I loved. It didn't quite have as much complexity to rise it into second or first place. I'm going to put the Stout Ruquin Squared in second place. This was the easily the most complex beer of the night. Not as uh, saturated and not as boisterous as the other beers. But you could sit there at that beer. You could dig in. And it had some really interesting uh, flavors of um, the sour playing with the different malts and stuff like that. And I need to take another sip. I know there's a part I'm forgetting about. But I'm going to put this Seller West in first place. This Saison with this Pecco hops. I just loved that Brett, that wheatiness the dryness and then these um fruit flavors that are either estuary or hoppy i just you said you know this is what you think of when you think of saison Mm -hmm. for me it's what i think of when i think of hoppy american iced saison Uh, but i've never had one that has been as good as classic belgian saison which isn't hoppy except for this one this is this one has opened a whole new potential oh these can be good for me.
1: Okay. When let we go to you guys next. You want it? Yeah, can I? Yeah,
3: I Cool. Okay. <clears throat> so in easy number six was the last beer, the off what what is it? Off color. Off color, yeah. I I I agree that the the nose it was just too much a mishmash of, of sours and uh it was yeah, I, I wasn't great. <clears throat> so number five for me was the M- Mercine IPA, and I'm heavily influenced by uh, my bias against that style. But um, you know, I thought it was a respectable beer. It was nice, um, but but I didn't find it in any way to be terribly good. Others were anyway, Others were better. So well, there it is. Uh, so number four was the second beer we had the sour the grape lake uh that's the the crayon yeah Yeah, that was very that was good and i'm not uh i I would drink that beer again still in fourth place three was the the belgian stout uh 23rd the the collaboration right the that's or the blend i guess Mm -hmm. uh that was really an amazing um amazing experience i enjoyed that thoroughly uh, but not as much as, uh, the Cascade. Uh, that was, um, y- you know, that was like, that was a beer that is nothing like a beer and it was extremely good. I-, I really found that interesting. I would love to drink that again. I don't, you know, I don't know how you're ever going to find anything similar to that again. Um, and, and then in the first place, I- I'll, I'll go with, with Jeff and the West, the cellar West, uh, and mainly, mainly because it was—it just seems like an, an excellent beer for what it is. Um, I, I enjoyed the the yeastiness, I enjoyed the the tartness, I enjoyed everything about that.
1: Now, Cindy, you don't have to rank, but you, but you can rank, or you can say things you liked, anything like that.
2: I'm a little surprised to say this, because you rarely agree on everything, but I would order them the same way as John. Really? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, the off-color for me just didn't do much. Overall. Was it off-color? It was off-color, yeah. <laughs> it was um, it's
3: off a number of things. And, and
2: the IPA, I was a little disappointed, because I'm a huge fan of IPAs, even the cloudy ones. I don't have this, I don't have a bias one way or the other, but... It just didn't do it for me, mm-hmm. um, and I really thought that the uh, the tartness of the the beer I would rank fourth, and I can't remember the name of it, was in- so interesting, and I thought it was more pleasing than I was expecting, and so I enjoyed sipping it. You know, um, the Cascade I thought was amazing compared to the collaboration, and that's why I would put mm-hmm. it in the order that that we we ranked, and then. Um, the number one beer, I agree. I think it just is so pleasant and so nice for what it is. And, and given that I'm not a huge fan of that style, I really enjoyed it. So that, to me, yeah, yeah. kind of elevated it more than some sure. other beers, right? Awesome. So, yeah. Cool. Nice selection, though. Very interesting.
1: So, um,
0: I, I, I'm happy with kind of my selection. You know, being from your wine background, we had a very, um, not that not that wine drinkers have to have beers that taste like wine. I don't think we did, but it was also I think we lined up a bunch of wheels that rinsed these wheelhouse as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I, it was almost as if you sort of I was channeling that to you. And you figured it out ahead of time. It's really very interesting.
1: Uh, so now for for my rankings, um, which, which of course since they're last they're correct. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, off color, of course, is in last place. Um, I don't know what that was. <laughs> It just, it, it, it wasn't it was, bad. It was a quad, it says right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, but but uh, I'm not sure what exactly that was. And, and the Hitchhiker goes in, in fifth place for me because, I think mostly because of flight. I think if I would have had that alone, I would have been fine and enjoyed that. That was a double IPA, oh, the, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. hazy. Yeah. I think, you know, if, cool. if I would have had that alone or got like a, a four pack of that and just had that at home, I would have been plenty pleased with it. But in this flight, it did not work. Yeah, though definitely if I had the do over I would not put it after yeah. the dry log. Uh in fourth place I'm also going to put the strange roots, the Krasbarrel barrel surprise. Uh which you know, other than the sort of turpentine nose on it and uh and the slight like kind of unsophisticated. I mean it was really unsophisticated compared to the other sours that we had, but it was nice, it was good. Uh, all you know, all four beers at the top here are really good. I enjoyed a lot. I'm gonna put the Cellar West in third place just because I really enjoyed the two other sours so much. But I loved yeah. that Cellar West. I really did think it was fantastic. But I was sort of enamored by the sours uh, today. Uh, and in terms of sour, I'm gonna put the Derue in front of the Cascade because oh, wow. it really
3: mixing things up.
1: Um. It took me a long time to to, to learn all this math that <laughs> I had to learn. And when something makes me think about, I don't like a lot of math, but when something makes me think about my favorite parts of math, which are objects and how they transform, that's awesome to me. And it was like, this was so complex and so neat. And, and there's so many ways that I could look at it that I was just I just, I kind of fell in love with it, even though, in some ways, I think the Cascade was probably more enjoyable, ultimately. Uh, there was so much more to explore there in, mm. in that style. So that's why we had to put that in first place. Mm, great.
0: All right. Hey, the music's still on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to
1: the original one. The organ is <laughs> on or something. <laughs> that's like an eight total 45 minutes yeah. <laughs> it's, what was this band called L L1011 L1011 this song is every direction is north so look them up and uh, thank you guys so yeah. much for joining thank us you for uh, coming on, on the show pleasure, our pleasure it completely this no, was a no, blast no no <laughs> it
3: was our pleasure
1: and uh, if you would like to, um, of course, go to craftbeerradiocom slash Amazon if you'd like to support us. If you'd like to contact us, beer at craftbeeradio.com, uh, Greg at com, Jeff over there at craftbeerradio.com Do you guys want to give out all your information? Now I'm going to have man? to set up an alias, Jeff over there at craftbeeradio.com. It's <laughs> okay. the no, security numbers. Okay. we just like to give yeah, yeah. those out. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can follow
0: John on Twitter. He likes to shame companies that have, uh, yes, uh, Twitter all about shaming. I do. Shaming. I do.
3: My Twitter my Twitter feed is basically just hazing companies for <laughs> malbehavior. Usually, Apple bad Apple. UX dot, or uh, hashtag bad UX.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you usually jab into Apple once a month.
3: Mm. Yeah, no, Apple does better than most. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, I I'd go on for a long time about that. <laughs> go show. and
1: I think Jeff's still on Twitter at Jeff Bear, and also at Craft Beer Radio he'll still follow that I've abandoned Twitter because
0: it is cool. good for you need some orchids again
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks everybody